0: Welcome to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach, Christopher McCollum. Thank you, Dick Warren and all the ships at sea. We have an extraordinary show for you today, just total fun. We're going to talk about gamification or gamification or gamification with uh, one of the preeminent experts of uh, games and uh, puzzles in the world. We're also going to meet a a new uh, voice in our coaching show world, um, Alex Terranova is going to be our guest co-host today. He is not in studio because he lives far away and is currently, I think, I don't know, traveling the world. Um, Alex is a dream mason. He believes at our core we are all dream masons because dreams don't build themselves. Alex is a business life and mindfulness coach and works with... I can't can't talk again. Uh, Sorry, better luck next week. Uh, Works with successful, is what I was saying, creative and powerful men who also realize there is a piece missing, be it joy, relationships, fulfillment, or self-love. Alex, hello.
1: Hi, Christopher. Well, Thanks you sound, for having me. You
0: sound sleepy. Did I wake you?
1: No, I just, I'm, I'm staring off at some beautiful mountains in Colorado. Just finished a incredible hot yoga class.
0: You're <laughs> uh, observing one or actually participating?
1: No, I participated in one. The uh, the out, Maybe I, maybe it's the sound, the altitude up here. You know, the air is different.
0: That must be. So uh, do you live in Colorado? What do you do in Colorado?
1: I'm here for a month, working, exploring, vacationing. I don't yeah. know, creating a creating a new and different life.
0: Doing hot yoga. You know, when I yeah. si- when I sit here in the studio and the air conditioning's off, I consider that hot yoga. Um, <laughs> let's say something interesting. Say something interesting. How do people know about you? What uh, What do you want people to know?
1: Um, I guess I would, if I had to share anything, I would say that uh, you my life to. was. I don't have to. <laughs> uh, my life was really different two years ago. Um, about two, three years ago, I realized that I my life was good and fine, and I want to say I had a uh, emotional. I hit emotional rock bottom, and fortunately, I woke up. and The last two, three years, I've really worked to create a completely different life, rebuild relationships with myself and others, uh, start getting out of my head and more into my heart, and met amazing people like you um, that have been able to help and mentor me and. And I've been able to grow from there, so life is uh, life is looking up. Might one might say,
0: in the Mile High City. Okay, one of the one of the things I like best about you is how inspirational you are. You know, I'm teasing you, but it's really it's inspirational to talk to anybody who's out traveling the world. It's inspirational to talk to somebody who's started their day with some hot yoga, right? Um, yeah. Tell us about your mission as you see it. I see here that you work mostly with men. Why 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 men I, I like women better, don't you we're just kind of, <laughs> I do, we're I, aggressive I and think we're right all the time
1: you know when I started coaching, I started working with women, and it wasn't really a choice, it was just sort of the people that showed up mm-hmm. um, women are drawn to you and, I got it and thanks and uh and I loved it. I loved doing that work and and supporting women with uh whatever it was that they were up to, and then I realized that you know, I'm in a unique position. I think that when you look at the coaching space, at least from my perspective, there's a ton of women in the space and there are men. Um, but I don't know that there's like the kind of stereotypical, which might not be a good or bad thing, whatever, a uh, masculine man. And there's so many men like me that were, you know, out there in the world, going to the gym, drinking protein shakes, lifting weights, yes. watching sports all day long, mm-hmm. and essentially running around trying to pick up women and, and earn money that if I had been approached by a coach five, six years ago, I would have blown them completely off. Like they didn't have a chance. Now, if I met somebody that I thought I could identify with, uh, a guy, um, or a girl that maybe, you know, I, I want to say like, uh, is almost like a rebel, but yet still embrace the practices of coaching and, and living powerfully and creating your life and moving forward, there might've been a, a more of a window for me to actually take a look. Like I had to hit emotional rock bottom to actually get woken up and see that I had to change my life, but I don't know that everyone else has to do that. So I think that I provide as a masculine, I, at least I view myself as a masculine man. Other people might not. Um, I think I provide a space for men that they can see another guy doing this. And I know there's men out there doing this, like Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins, Lewis Howes, but there's not a lot of them. So I saw an opportunity.
0: Well, watch watch this segue. So it's great. First of all, how should people get a hold of you? People who are inspired, Uh, people who want to work with you, where do we look?
1: Yeah, the best place is um, at my website, which is thedreammason.com. And I'm pretty active on Instagram also. So that's at inspirational Alex at
0: inspirational Alex or where
1: the thedreammason.com
0: the Mason.com because dreams don't build themselves. I like it. Okay. Uh, speaking. Here's the segue. Speaking of male energy and masculine men and, and men uh, dealing with themselves. Guess who's coming on this here program in another week or two. We've got the extraordinary Dan Millman. Here's a program note. You know, the author of The Way of the Peaceful Warrior. You have to have read that book, yes?
1: Oh. I have read that book. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So he's
0: got a new book out, the uh, yet another book in the same saga, The Return of the Peaceful Warrior. It's titled The Hidden School. I read it on the plane the other day. It's awesome. And I'm excited to have him. But I digress. We need to say make two more notes before we get to bring out... The Man Who Puzzles America. We've, uh, I'm delighted to have the world's most syndicated daily word game creator and the inventor of numerous puzzles on as our guest today for the entire hour. But first we need to say a couple things. First of all, uh, I'm about to take off, literally uh, in a few hours, to... Uh, Washington, D.C. for this here ICF conference. ICF is back having their global conferences. These are conferences where literally people come from all over the world. They tried for, I don't know, five years to have regional conferences, but we're back to having uh, global conferences, and this is the first one. It's called the ICF Converge, and you can find out more by going to coachfederation.org. There are still seats available. You can go, Alex, if you want to leave your airy in um, Colorado. (laughs) The um, but it's going to be an extraordinary time, and I'm going to, of course, take my magic microphone and record a bunch of interviews with uh, people. I'm, I'm talking to people who are presenting as well as uh, people who are there for the first time to check it out. So, um, again coachfederation.org. This uh, also is a good time to acknowledge the fine folks at the International Coach Federation for all their work in creating an amazing resource for coaches everywhere. We're proud to be a media partner. Our partnership is in its fourth year, and it gives us an opportunity to acknowledge them and the fine work that they do. The ICF, of course, if you don't know, well, now you know, uh, it's um, the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. It's also the world's largest storehouse of great research and information and data about coaching. So if you need to justify the ROI of coaching or if you want to respond to a, um, an RFP or if anything starts with the letter R and you're interested, <laughs> check it out at uh, the ICF. We're also delighted to have a member of the ICF on our show uh, quarterly at least talking about what they're up to and what's new in the world of coaching. Um, our media partnership, we're just delighted. Check out ICF at, in, in the Twitter at ICFHQ, ICFHQ or um, go immediately to coachfederation.org, check them out. And as I say, this Converge conference, it's going to be a thing. I know, you're thinking D.C. in August? No thanks. But it's indoors. It'll be fine. Just go. ICF uh, is at coachfederation.org. Um, Alex, I don't know about you, but when I look for training, and God, don't we all need training, whether it's coaching or leadership development, I look for the world's finest. I'm not looking for, like, you know, what's on the corner or what's cheapest or what I can do in, at the Internet in the middle of the night because I'm already busy. But um, I'm looking for the world's finest coach training program. And can I tell you where it is? Accomplishment yeah. coaching. Accomplishment coaching uh, is – From the beginning, designed to be the world's finest coach training program, more hours of actual coaching, more actual coaching of human beings instead of just your classmates, more books, more movies, more field trips, more everything than like double the nearest competitor. So if you're interested in the world's finest coach and leadership development program, check out Accomplishment Coaching. They're in a city near you. Alex, do you want to rattle off the cities? Let's test your knowledge here. Ready? Sure. What cities is Accomplishment Coaching? in?
1: San Diego. Seattle. Correct. Correct. Vic- Victoria. Uh, Would well, they say BC, but I think it's Canada? Um, uh, Chicago. Yes. Washington, D.C., New York. Correct. And did I say San Diego? You did, did, but you could say it yeah. twice.
0: Yeah. It's uh, this town's so nice, we said it twice. Um, okay. Accomplishmentcoaching.com is where you want to go. And here's the thing accomplishment coaching lets you come in and observe their training program before you put down a dollar, before you commit to anything. You just can check it out. And as far as I know, they're the only ones in the entire globe who let you come out and sit in on their training program. It's not a pitch. It's not a sales thing. Just come in and sit down and there you go. Uh, check it out. See if it's for you. Accomplishmentcoaching.com, in a city near you or soon will be, I think. All right. That's all the uh, all the... Jibber jabber that we have before we get to our guest today, uh, Alex. Do you do the Do you do the crossword? Do you do the jumble? Do you do any kind of word pro, word games or games?
1: Games like golf make me very upset. <laughs> so so no, my uh, my attachment to games would simply be through David. I have done some of his games, but games uh, games really trigger me. They get me going. Okay,
0: so you're not a word game guy because uh, me, you can you could probably guess. I do the New York Times crossword every day religiously. I don't my family knows don't talk to me while I'm doing it. I'm a I time myself. I'm one of those nerds, right, where it's like it, if I can't get a letter, I will literally attempt every letter of the alphabet until I find what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: I'm I that don't cuz if you if you couldn't talk to me until I finish that puzzle, uh, we might be speaking in the afterlife, <laughs> not in this life. <laughs>
0: Well, um, why don't you uh, give the bio or intro to David Hoyt and uh, let us all get excited about talking to him.
1: Oh, um, let me see. Uh, Well, first. Be prepared, by the way,
0: is the first rule
1: of. Well, the, the first thing I would love to say about David is I've actually known David for about 15. I met him about 15 years ago. Um, Really? I was working in the hospitality industry back then. I was bartending. I had just I either was just graduating from college or had just graduated. And I would behind the bar, I would write on like coasters. I would write poems. I would write uh, ideas for for stories. But I never really ventured into that. I was somebody that when I wrote something in school. It was like the professors would bleed all over it in their red pen. It was just abysmal. And so writing was something that I wasn't, I did never empowered. And David was actually the first person to read my writing and actually encourage me to move forward with it.
0: To be fair, he was so, drunk in the bar at the time, right?
1: He may have been, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, no, he was the first person to read my writing wow. and actually encouraged me to move forward with it. And then he actually came in one day with an idea for a movie, and he uh gave me a book on how to write a movie script, gave me an idea for a movie, and let me go play and uh, Nothing ended up coming out of it, but it entered me into a whole new world and now i'm 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 working on a book, and if it weren't for david i don't know that I would be writing fifteen years later
0: so that's amazing I think,
1: I, I think he was my first adult mentor
0: that's extraordinary well i'm yeah. um, Doubly delighted to meet uh, David L. Hoyt. He's the world's most syndicated daily word game creator and the inventor of numerous well-known puzzles, games, and brain teasers. He's the author of The Jumble, which he makes with cartoonist and good pal Jeff Nurek. And it's, that's the most syndicated daily word game in the world, seen by in more than 650 newspapers and played by millions of people each day. He's also the va- inventor of USA Today Word Roundup, USA Today Up and Down Words, Just Two Words, and lots, lots lots more. Welcome to the microphone, sir. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thanks for being had, as we like to say. Hey, would you look around outside and see where you are?
2: Uh, I am at the David L. Hoyt Education Foundation in downtown Chicago, not too far from Wrigley Field, about two miles uh, from Wrigley Field. I was
0: just there. I'm so sorry I didn't stop in, but man, you, those those cubbies, huh? All yeah. Right. The man's living my dream life. He's making word puzzles by day and going to Cubs games at night and uh, every once in a while uh, going to a bar where Alex works. All right. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. All right. You – this is not something that uh, at least when I was in school, we did not have career day and the puzzle guy came in, right? So this was not probably one of the things where you were a kid and you said someday I will be the most – syndicated
2: daily puzzle word puzzle maker in the world right that is correct but uh when i was in fourth grade i wanted to be an inventor mm-hmm. i really really wanted to be an inventor and i'm very fortunate to have been able to to figure out a way to do it
0: it's amazing tell us about your path how did you did you just from fourth grade on you just started um it's, giving people a, puzzles or
2: what or did you have a real career for a while what'd you do it's a really good story. I um I ended up I, I went to a very good school system in Connecticut and woke up every day excited to learn and wanting to go to school. And then uh we moved to Florida and I'm you know, I'm just not knocking anyone in Florida. Florida's awesome and there are a lot of great uh schools in Florida, but I just didn't connect with the school that I was at down there. So I decided to get my GED uh, in the 11th grade and just move on. And then I I started a landscaping business uh, with my parents, and and that was a blast. And then I decided I wanted to build homes. So I built homes doing all the work myself, mostly so that I could design the blueprints, uh, which I really liked. And then I decided I wanted to be an options trader on the floor of the Chicago Board Options Exchange. And I found someone who was willing to give me some money to do that. And we ended up making quite a bit of money, but it wasn't fulfilling. Like it truly was not fulfilling. I was making money and and had I stayed down there, I'm sure I could have figured out a way to, you know, make a fortune, Um, but I just never truly felt fulfilled. So I gave everything up in 1993 and completely started my life back over. I gave up pretty much most of my possessions and said, you know, in fourth grade, I wanted to be an inventor. I still want to be an inventor. And fortunately for me, there was a guy in the IBM pit down there uh, who was an investor in a game company here in Chicago. Like, who would have thought? Mm -hmm. And he brought in a game one day and was showing it around the IBM pit. And I was like, what? You can make money inventing games? I must do this. So I, like, within months, I gave up everything I was doing, and I decided to be a game inventor And I said, I'm going to give myself four years, just like I was going to college. It's a four year program. If I cannot succeed in four years, then I will do something else. And, you know, I never looked back. It was the greatest decision of my life to do that. And I've been having a blast ever since.
1: David, people have fear about going on a first date. And you, (laughs) through your story, basically changed everything you were doing, like, you know, I don't know, every couple of years. How, does, yeah. how did you have the courage? How did you have the courage to actually do that? You know,
2: I don't know. Uh, I'll I'll. I just realized something though. I wouldn't have met you had I not done the same thing a second time. So I'll tell this, and then I can talk about that. I built a house in Michigan on fifty acres, and I loved it. I did all the work myself, uh, or most of the work myself. I had some great people helping me over there, but it was on fifty acres. It was about a half a mile from. Uh, the lake. And when I was done, I was I looked around and I was like, I'm done. I I, I don't need to do this. Like I I I thought I wanted it as a weekend place. But what I really wanted to do was go build another house because I (laughs) liked doing that. So within a one week period, I decided to sell everything, all my clothing, all my furniture, everything that was in the house, buy a car, and move to California. And that's oh, yeah. actually uh, a few weeks later uh, was when I met Alex because I ended up moving right behind where he worked. So kind of twice in my life I've done that. And my main reason for going out there was I thought I wanted to get into the TV and movie industry. And then once I got out there and realized how nuts that was, I d- decided I would focus on you know my, my true passion, which is games and word games and things like that.
1: Christopher, so how did i have, yeah you Go christopher ahead. should know that when we met you know he would david would come in and sit at the bar with a computer he wasn't there to get drunk or party or have a good time but i mean he, I, he had a good time but he would sit with his computer and be interacting with whoever was bartending and he knew everyone that worked there and he would be making these games and every once in a while we'd Sneak around on the other side and watch the kind of madness that's inside the mind of a game maker. Wow! And you could actually see the behind the scenes of how he put these things together. Really cool stuff.
0: I yeah, it's it's stunning to me. I did not actually know that you guys knew each other. I thought this was like a, a serendipity that you know we were here together. This is this is stunning to me. Now, David, one of the things I'm I'm going to do a jump shift here because one of the things that I know about you, one of the few things that I know about you is that you have a commitment that I have, which is I'm hugely committed to education in America. Now I'm for it for the rest of the world, but having grown up in America, being a citizen of America, I'm very interested in education in America and we're in trouble, man. Tell us about, tell us about your commitment and how does that connect with something as, you know, seemingly unrelated as games?
2: So I, um, I, I was fortunate enough in Connecticut to go to the Talcott Mountain Science Center just before I moved to Florida, and it really inspired me. It was an amazing place to go learn, and um, what happened was, this is kind of a strange little story. I Let's see if I, I have to tell this. I have to tell the fast version of this. Usually, it's told with a beer in hand. I don't know what that <laughs> means about, about... I don't know about you guys, bars. but I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> But um, once I started uh, becoming successful in the puzzle and game world, I decided that I wanted to do something uh, in the education world. And I just I just wanted to. I was driven to do it. And and I know part of the reason why was that I really loved parts of my education and I really disliked other parts of my education. So I thought, you know, I would like to do something that is fun. It's, you know, whatever caused me to not connect with those teachers and students or whatever it was. I don't know if it was boredom, I don't know what it was, but I thought, oh, you know what? I'll see if I can do something. And I, I came up with some puzzles and there was a little puzzle uh, book that I came up with. And, and I went to Boston for the debut of this little puzzle book. And I'm sure if I looked at it now, I'd be very embarrassed. I'm sure the puzzles were all you know, not that great because I was just getting my start. But I was sitting at a table and ranting and raving about the Talcott Mountain Science Center because it, it has – it. I had gone to the Talcott Mountain Science Center. And, and, and very quickly, the Talcott Mountain Science Center is a place where kids go uh, to do amazing things like build lasers and holograms and, you know, dig – holes into rock and do things and it was it was incredible and I was part of a six-week program but I had to I I had to leave after two weeks it's when we moved to Florida but I never forgot about it I never stopped thinking about it so now I'm in Boston it's the year 2000 I've made this educational puzzle book and here I am ranting and raving I'm sure once again with a beer in hand and everyone starts looking at the at the guy right across from me and I'm like what and he goes, you have made me the proudest teacher in the world. I am the co-founder of the Talcott Mountain Science Center. Oh, so I – I pro- it's amazing. Like it's just – it was – like he's literally right across from me even though there's all these people around. You know, He could have been anywhere. So I promised him that on, on that day, I kind of promised him that by the time I was 50, I would be doing something important in education. And th- that's not my only reason. What What happened was is that little by little, I've become – uh, very entrenched in this to the point of just nuts about it. My wife and I have started the David L. Hoyt Education Foundation. I now spend quite a bit of my time working with uh, students and teachers and librarians. And then, but the second thing that happened, so that, that put me on a path of, Ooh, I better, I better do this because it seems meant to be, you know, to, I was, I invented a game called Wordwinder and Thankfully for Mary Cousin, who is the founder of the Chicago Toy and Game Fair. Mary Cousin is one of the most amazing people in the game industry. Um, And the Chicago Toy and Game Fair is probably the best thing of its kind in the game industry. It is just incredible. But I had I, I, I debuted this little board game called Wordwinder. And this fifth grade teacher from Savannah, Illinois, came up and said, you know, you have the best educational game I have ever seen. Here And I said, well, I didn't know that. I could see it. You know, I I understand. So it was interesting. We ended up making a version of this game for her class. We went over there. The kids went crazy for it. Then we had a chance to make a giant version of it, a nine-foot-by-nine-foot version of it. Mm -hmm. And my my life has never been the same since. Like from that day that we made this nine-foot-by-nine-foot version, which we call Giant Wordwinder, I have spent – I have spent each summer working with the Chicago Public Library as part of the Summer Learning Challenge. I have been in classrooms. I have been just all over the country. I've, my wife and I and a teacher traveled to Tanzania to play with 800 students. Wow. And and our desire to get Giant Wordwinder, which evolved into Giant Mathwinder, so Giant Wordwinder and Giant Mathwinder, we, we are going to try to do something ridiculously impossible. We're going to, sh- to try to get these games into every school and library in the world. Now, we know that that's not possible, but I figure why not always have mm-hmm. something, something to shoot for? So that's what we're trying to do. And uh, Claire, my wife, is the director of the foundation, and she's put together a great team here. And, uh, you know, I am very concerned about our education system. But truly, I have a passion for working with the kids. I, it's, I don't know where it comes from or how I got it, but I love working with kids, playing games, giant games, and any game. You know, I haven't known you that long, but you're kind of a giant kid. I got to tell you, I am. I am. I am a giant kid. I've never had a real job. Right. So I feel I feel like that. I don't I'm not sure I've ever had taxes taken out of a paycheck. You move anything, all over so. the
0: country. You move, you go <laughs> do whatever you want to do. You build houses crying out loud. Hey, um, it- I, I'm i sorry. I'm going to interrupt you, Alex, just for a couple of things. Yeah, we have got okay. about I don't know uh, a couple of minutes before there's a break, maybe five. Um, but I wanna I wanna get into this because I think anybody who's listening is now really clear. David is a guy who has lived his dreams, is for other people living their dreams, and is just a kick in the pants to hang out with. Alex, your whole job is getting people to live their dreams. Um first of all, from when you first met in the the original location of the David L. Hoyt Foundation, which was that <laughs> bar, uh, or or to right now today, like do you do you guys share some sort of a philosophy about living your dreams? Are you just sort of co-conspirators in this? Or how, does it, how, how do you connect on this piece?
1: Well, oh, David, I would love to, you know, in, in, to speaking to this, David sees greatness in people. And I think that in, makes possible the ability to do the impossible. Because if he looks around and he looks at people he meets and he actually finds, like, the, he only sees the best parts of them, then everything becomes possible through that. You know, most of us are running around looking at what's wrong with the world. Oh, see how I can't tell time? Oh, I'm going to worry about, I'm going to go learn
0: about numbers, maybe with the giant math winder. Meanwhile, you go to David L. Uh, D. Sorry. Yeah, go Google David L. Hoyt and find out his website, which is David L. Hoyt. You can find out all about his uh, foundation as well as puzzles and games. When we come back, more with Alex Terranova and David L. Hoyt. You're listening to The Coaching Show.
2: Stay with us Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening now.
3: Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coach's Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge coaches Training Program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the coach's training program, just call one 548 6813 That's 1-888-548-6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls, Required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold, and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today.